listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm Casey Foreman. From the NBA to the NFL, I'll be giving you the most recent and up-to-date news in the world of sports. You can listen live every Monday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time at SIUEWebRadio.com or on the TuneIn Radio app and every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside, well, actually alongside my co-host, Tanner File. Tanner, great to be in person with you this week. How you doing, man? Yeah, first time in person doing the show. Pretty excited, even though I have to sit right in front of all this sports memorabilia from teams I don't like. Yeah, we got the Warriors. We got some Cowboys. All, you know, all the best teams in the league, obviously, hang, hanging around in the room, so... Great to be here with you. A lot to break down, though, because, Tanner, we haven't talked in, like, two weeks. Yeah, a lot's changed from last time we talked. Yeah, dude, there's a a lot going on. Let's start the show with what we just got done watching this past weekend, our NFL Week 16 takeaways. Talk about my Cowboys, whether or not they're finding their stride. Uh, Any worries we're having for Tanner's Bucks? Chiefs, are they proving themselves to be the AFC favorite? And then, obviously, the Patriots. After looking like the AFC favorite at one point in time, losing back-to-back games, got to break that down. Then to wrap up things here in the first half of the show, our usual picks of the week. I am 32-31-1. and one. Tanner keeping his lead, what, 35 right now? Where are you at? 35-28-1. Okay, so keeping that lead, I got to make some comeback within these last two weeks. Not looking great for me, but we'll, we'll wrap things up. Uh, in the first half of the show with those picks. Then Tanner, finally, what we're past Christmas Day in the NBA, a lot of stuff going on in basketball. Yeah, uh, we're going to be talking NBA in the second half. We're going to talk about the Nets and the Warriors, both being the number one seed right now in their respective conferences, and if we think they should be the title favorites moving forward. Yeah, man. And then you got the LeBron and the Lakers drama going on. They're Always. The, yeah, they're the nine seed. So right now they would only be in the playing tournament. A lot of team, a lot of people had high hopes for this team. You're picking to be the one seed. I mean, be the uh, two seed. So we both so, did. We both did. So we're gonna talk about if we think this team still has a small chance to contend for a title with this current roster. Yeah, it's tough, man. Not looking the best right now. I think they're 16 and 18. Obviously under 500. Tanner said it. They're ninth in the West. Rough right now for L.A. We'll break it down. Stick around for the entire show, obviously. But, Tanner, let's start in the NFC, and let's start with our two teams. All right, there's a lot going on these past couple of weeks with both our teams. We'll start with my team, give you a little bit of time because we know what's going on in Tampa. We'll start with the Cowboys. We'll start in Dallas, obviously. Tanner, Dallas, my, my Cowboys have won four straight games. Does it feel that way, though? Like, is that kind of a shock almost when I say that to you? Yeah, I feel like people were down on this Cowboys team just two weeks ago, and now Four people, straight. people are anointing them the NFC favorite. Hey, now. Hey, now. Let's let's not go that far. All right, we're not going to take it that step, but I like it. I like all the talk. Uh, they're fresh off a 56-14 to 14 win over Washington. Dak having a slump, obviously. We talked about it like the last time I think we've gone on. I think that was a topic on the show, right? So I think it's pretty safe to say that slump is – Pretty much over for Dak Prescott, at least you would hope, if he can replicate what he just came off of, his best game 
in a month, I would say in over a month, Dak just had against well, again, it is against Washington with like 20 players out due to COVID. I get that, but still getting your confidence back 56 to 14, dominating a win, four touchdowns. I know, like I said, he was playing a defense like that, but pretty impressive. Now that now let's talk about Dallas as a whole. Would, would you believe me if I tell you, Tanner, they are number one in the NFL in points per game, number one in yards per game, number one in takeaways, and number one in opponent third down percentage at 31%. Yeah, that's a good recipe to win games. Those are That's a recipe to win not even games but playoff games. Yeah. You know, those, those are some very nice numbers there. We talked about takeaways at the beginning of the season. Are they going to be able to stay in the top five, top ten? They're number one still, and we're in yeah. week 17 right now. Yeah, I know them and the Colts keep going back-to-back back for who has the most takeaways. Yes, it's it's close. It's at 33. They have the most and interceptions in the league as well. Trayvon Diggs obviously leading the way with 11. Uh, but not, I don't want to just talk about the offense because that is kind of what, you know, when we talk about Dallas, hard, to, hard not to, all, all the great offensive players. No, you, you got to bring up all the great defensive players. They had five sacks against Washington, uh, two interceptions, one pick six, a block punt, held the football team, the team I know with no name, I know, but held them to 252 yards. Yeah, that's not very good. The Bucks did similar things. Yeah, 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 the Panthers. <laughs> hey, we'll talk about them in just a moment, all right? Either way, it feels like, you know, for the first time in a long time, this team is starting to hit their stride on both sides of the ball at the right time. Obviously, they kind of had their injuries all season long, their COVID issue. Dak went through that slump. Now they've got pretty much the entire roster back. You never know COVID week to week. That can impact any team at any time. So you don't want to say that it's not going to hit again, but they've been through that as well. They're healthy. You know, they're finding themselves on both sides of the ball. Things are looking pretty good. I'm not going to go favorite in the NFC like Tanner just said earlier, but I, I'm definitely feeling pretty confident, you know, for, for the Cowboys against next to anybody in the league. I think, they, I think they can hang with pretty much every team in football. So, yeah, pretty sweet, man. So where would you rank them and uh, how close they would be to winning the Super Bowl? Like, as far as Super Bowl chances favorite, right Bowl now, they're team. not the favorites for sure. Um, I, I still uh, – do you say Green Bay is since they've been so dominant all year? I still don't 100% buy into them as a Super Bowl contender. I think they're a really good roster, very similar to what we saw the last several seasons. But where that worded all those years end? In the NFC title game, give them some credit, but not in the Super Bowl, obviously, right? So I have to see it with them to say they're the favorite. I'm not going to go Chiefs yet. Uh, looking like they might be the favorite in the AFC. We'll get to them here, here, and here in a minute as well. But I think Dallas is in the top three to four as far as best chances to go i think tampa's right there i think cowboy the cowboys are right there i think green bay is hanging around there as well then i do think the chiefs are kind of in that territory so they're in the top okay. three to five right they're in that range i'm not going to say one um but they're that defense you know put together with, with what that offense can do like we saw it's pretty scary I, I think, you know, yeah, I was just trying to get a gauge of where Cowboys fans were at right now. We're, we're, we're pretty confident. You know, I, I bet if you ask like another, always. like always, but I bet if you ask another, someone could say we're number one, obviously. Right. But I'm not there quite yet. Let's see what they do against Arizona this week, what that game kind of looks like. And then I think we'll have a real, a real grasp on what this team might look like in the playoffs against, you know, similar competition. Let's move on, though. And real quickly, before we talk about your bucks, that one seed still possible. 
Still possible for my Dallas Cowboys. Not great. They need or they need uh, the Packers to lose at least one more game, which is not great. And the chances aren't great on that. They play the Vikings and, and I think the Lions. Yeah. Right. So not great there. We'll kind of just have to see. I'm, hopefully the Vikings can pull something off. You know, Sunday night football, prime time. Kirk Cousins. Not known, not known for his time in prime time. His Kirk Cousins. Maybe he can start to turn that around at, you know, to, to save his season, right? Because they they need some wins to make the playoffs. You yeah, know? they need to win and the Eagles need to lose. Exactly, right? So they're in a must need you know, a must-win scenario here. So who knows what's gonna happen? They and, and the Packers have played pretty much everyone really close. They had a 10-point lead against Cleveland, ended up winning by two. We're up big. On both more ended up winning by four, I believe, right? So it's definitely possible. Vikings are playing some pretty good football. They've, they've played pretty good football all season long. They beat them once this season already. I know Green Bay looked a little different when they did, but it's possible. And uh, the Cowboys obviously have to beat Philly, and they have to beat Arizona this week. They had to win out, and they need Arizona. So it's not everything's in their hands. They also need other teams to lose, right? But possible. Yeah, you're saying there's a chance and I'm saying there, there's definitely a, a slim chance there, right? But another team who it's possible, I think I think Dallas could have a better and you guys have an easier schedule. I would say Tampa does as far as getting the one seed. Um, but let's, let's move on to your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Obviously, let's go back two weeks because, you know, we got to go back two weeks and you're not getting off that easy. People are saying, oh, Tanner's getting off easy. You know, we don't have a show the week. His team gets shut out. No, we're, don't worry, guys. We're, we're definitely bringing it up still. How are you feeling on the Bucks right now? Worried, you know, concerned, one to ten. Any any worried for you right now as far as your you know chances going forward? Um, I would say Sunday night against the Saints, I was like a seven and a half worried. Yeah, that out night, of ten. Yeah, yeah, just because we lost Chris Godwin, we lost torn ACL. We lost yeah. Michael. Uh, we lost Mike Evans, and we lost Levante David. And we lost Leonard oh, there's Fournette. a list, dude. So we Winfield lost, Jr., Pierre Paul. So we lost all four of those guys Gone. in that game. Oh, in and that game, though, yeah. We yeah, only yeah. had three yeah. healthy receivers, and they were gassed running at the end of the game. They couldn't even run routes because they're going to sub in and out. So, yeah. yeah Tom's mean, throwing tablets. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't yeah, happy. It was, it was tough. The Saints defense just somehow – is the bro two and oh against yeah, you this year two and oh against the tampa bay buccaneers we just saw him on monday night look i know it was a different quarterback and a little bit of a different situation for a guy getting they his first start yeah they, they, they did yeah but man that's nuts that's i i honestly can't believe that they have a kryptonite we know the bucks are no longer superman we know they do have a little bit well but again same thing happened last year yeah beat them in the playoffs yeah. i think the same thing could happen this year yeah, there's a chance if we get the two seed, which possible I think, I think yeah. is most likely. Yeah. They could get the seven seed, and it could be Saints versus Bucks again in Tampa. Yeah, so that would be very cool. I would. I'm honestly looking forward to the game. I would hope Dallas could maybe get that two seed, maybe play a team like the Saints in the first round at home. I think that would be pretty sweet as well. But a Saints Bucks rematch, we know what's on the line. We know their history. Yeah, I think everyone would be pretty excited to see that as well. They haven't been 100% pretty much all year. You know, it's yeah. kind of been that year. And repeating, though, you know, it's because you, you, you're a Tom Brady fan. You follow him, obviously. It's so hard to go back to back, especially, you know, in, in, in the NFL. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But the thing is, with this team, I still think they're the most talented team in the NFL. I still think they're when the they're best healthy. team in the NFL yeah. when they're healthy. Yeah, they are. And they have a chance to get healthy. Like, so, yeah, almost all these guys are 
going to be back by the wild card round of playoffs where we'll probably be having our first game and we could have everybody but Chris Godwin in that game. And if we have that, then I'd take the Bucks over everybody. I think you guys are can beat anybody. Yeah, you're just missing a one guy like that to get everybody back, especially defensively, right? Yeah, I think you guys definitely would have a great chance uh, or a great chance going back to back being the champs once more. But yeah. it's so hard, man. Defense has gone back to back games without letting up a touchdown. Ooh, so, you don't hear that? I didn't hear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And we had eight sacks on Sunday against okay. the Panthers. It is the Panthers, uh, yeah, but it was the Panthers, but nice we, we eight still, sacks. Yeah, Oof. we still like, didn't hear that either. Yeah, we were. We destroyed the Panthers. Like it was way more lopsided than the score was. What thirty-two was to six? Yeah, yeah. thirty-two to six. So man, you guys beat the crap out of them, obviously. And I, st- I still like your chances. I, st- you're, you're a notch ahead of, of Dallas right now. You guys are still, I think, sitting at number one. You got what could be the MVP when you, you said it when you're healthy, the best roster. There's still some time left. You guys, come on. Yeah. You know, chances are still very, very high for this team to go back to back first time in over a decade. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah over since a Tom Brady did it. What was his second time doing? Yeah, it? yeah so it's it's he's you know familiar you know territory for him, obviously. But yeah, not not terrible as far as worry concerns right now, though. Not that bad. You're feeling pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, as long as we don't have any other major injuries this week, which has been yeah, a question happens. Mark. It's been a question mark <laughs> for the Bucks. It's been happening. But we play the Jets and the Panthers. I think we're gonna win out. I think we're gonna get the two seed, and I. I expect this Bucks team to make a deep run. Yeah, I'm not that worried. Me too. I hope, I really hope our teams get a chance to take one good, you know, another swing at each other. If you, I really hope we get another chance, uh, maybe another bet. Maybe I can, you know, prove my, you know, get, get a little better on that side as far as our bets go this year. I've kind of been on the losing side for the majority. So it feel good. It feel good to win one, you know, guys. It, it definitely feel good to win one. Um, either way, though, let's move on. Talk about another thing. Sadly, I kind of missed on, or I kind of realized, Tanner, my my dislike for this team. Let's go to the AFC. What's cool with you? My dislike for this team has almost, you know, been the biggest reason of my opinion. Almost, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be so. I want to be more impartial, if I can say that right. I don't want to be so caught up on my on my dislike for them, right? So, Kansas City. If you don't know what I'm talking about, them already, they've won eight straight games. They've won eight straight games, Tanner. I don't know what else. I tried to tell you. I know you've been kind of saying it. I know I didn't think they're going to make the playoffs. I already came back and apologized for that, but I got to do it one more time. They're, they're going to get the one seed and a buy. They're going to get the one seed. You're right. You're right. They're going to get the one seed. They're going to get a buy. They're, they're top five in both points per game and opponents' points per game. So they were about 12 from majority of the year as far as points per game goes. They're always in the top 10 to five as, as far as opponents' points go. After week five, at least they were, right? Um, but they got they've gotten the points up as to where they're now in the top five in both categories. The offense is finding themselves they're averaging 39 points per game in their last three while holding people to you know, holding teams to 15 points per game. Right. And those are Super Bowl numbers right there. Yeah, they're blowing people out. They're blowing people out. And I, I, was, I, was, letting, I was letting it get a little personal, perhaps, you know, like I, I said. I also don't like the Chiefs. Yeah, I, it's hard to like them, I feel like, at this point with everything. You know what I mean? I, I totally, totally get it at this point in time. Right. Um, but I have to say it since I, I said this earlier, I have to say now they are a contender. Um, oh, I think that they have a, you know, as good a chance, if not the best chance to win the AFC. I would probably agree. And I think they, they, you know, really, really, we could find them in the Super Bowl again this year, right? For the third consecutive year. So 
they're back. Uh, the offense is finding themselves. Patrick Mahomes is playing much better. Uh, I have said he had 10 interceptions in the first eight games. He's got three cents. He's cutting it down. He's, yeah, you know, I mean, he's in the second half of the season. If you could, you could argue that he's been the second half MVP. Yeah, you know him, I, him Brady, um, him Brady and Rogers are, are just, especially. I think I think Tom and and, and Aaron are just you know those yeah. are the two top, and then we'll see what he kind of finishes with. Yeah. But I was just talking about second half. Oh, second half. Yeah, he might he might be. He's really turned it around. The offense has turned around, and the defense has has been you know really good. Like I said, since like week five six, I feel like they've been playing pretty solid. So it's not great, you know, here, here recently, right? So you win on that one. You were right. I, I missed on the Chiefs getting a little personal with it. And uh, I think they could very well find themselves in the Super Bowl this year. I came around. There you go. I, I was tired of being like a Skip Bayless. I was like, man, I'm being like him right now. I can't I can't be that type of person. Right. So that was it. And uh, let's talk about another team, though. I think a team you were pretty high. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure if you're still as high. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about the New England Patriots here, keeping it in the AFC. Two or three weeks ago, I think we were, at least I was, you too. I think we we're probably saying they're, they're the best team in the AFC and they're yeah. probably going to win the AFC. And yeah. they've won, they've, they've now lost back to back games. Yeah. The AFC has kind of been a uh, up and down roller coaster. It's been a roller this coaster. Year. Yeah. Like people thought the Titans were the best team. People thought the Ravens were the best team. People thought the Patriots were the best team. And now sleeping at, on the Chiefs. Now at the end of the year. Yeah. It's the Chiefs. yeah again. 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 Ah. And, but, but yeah, I feel like this Patriots team is still good. I don't think they're going to win the division because now Buffalo has the tiebreaker. But yeah, but yeah, I think they're still going to make the playoffs. I think they stand a very good chance to win a playoff game. I think they could beat uh, a lot of teams at home in the playoffs. I, I'm not thinking Super Bowl anymore, but I still yeah. think this is a yeah. definitely a threat to win a playoff game. And if you have a rookie quarterback – that's impressive, That's impressive, right? Yeah. Like yeah. the season they've had, they turned it around last year, obviously missed the playoffs for the first time. And I don't even didn't, didn't win, didn't win their division for the first time. And I don't know how long, you know, so that was unfamiliar territory kind of back, obviously, you no, know, not, not looking great for them to win it this year either, but finding themselves more closer to what they were obviously now I've said, right? and you said rookie quarterback, impressive uh, what we've seen so far, but in the last two games, the last two games, let me, let me, let me look at Mac stats. All right. Cause I know Mac, Mackie, uh, Mac, Mac and cheese are people calling him Mac, Mac Jones, whatever you want to say. He eats what steak and spaghetti before every game, even if it's at like 9 a.m. or something like that. So, you know, I'm not don't necessarily agree with that. But his stats in the last two games, obviously they lost to the Colts 27 to 17. He was 5 of 12, one touchdown, one interception. Lost to the Bills 33 to 21. He was 14 of 32, no touchdowns, two picks. So combine those two losses one of their two worst games since early in the season, right? I would say, right? They, they should have been more competitive probably in both these games. Uh, 43% completion, one touchdown, three interceptions. Maybe now we're seeing rookie quarterback. Yeah, he's playing like a rookie. We were saying ceiling so high, win Super Bowl, come back to earth a little bit. Great year. You're going to make the playoffs, maybe win a playoff game. And I'm not saying they can't make it to the Super Bowl because they have a great defense, the best defense in the league all, all year long. They've been right there at that top spot consistently. And we've seen very good things from this offense still. Like I'm not going to come and forget all the things that I saw. I didn't know that I saw before this, but I'm not saying they're the favorites anymore. I'm definitely not there because of these two. I think they should have won one of those games. And at Buffalo, least Buffalo fans don't like this, but they're a dropped J.C. Jackson pick away from beating the Bills on Sunday. Okay, fair enough. 
Fair enough. Bills don't want to hear that for sure. They're pretty hyped about that win as of right now, for sure. Bills Mafia jumping off tables, you know, mustard, ketchup, all the rest. I don't know. Yeah, I know. They're still a really good team. They averaged 30 points per game in those two losses, too. The, the, the defense had lit up 30 points per game. Obviously, they per you know all season long in 2015. So doubled what they what they're used to doing all season long. So yeah, that that's gonna lose the game for you. Uh, but yeah, no longer favoring this team to win the uh, Super Bowl or to get to the Super Bowl for sure. But yeah, they're gonna be competitive in the AFC playoffs. And I think that's a win. That's a win on the season. Like that's a win. Yeah, Patriots fans didn't come into this season expecting playoffs. That, that Super Bowl yeah. aspirations. aspirations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they wanted to make the playoffs. Yeah, and. Be okay, and know. they're gonna do that. Yeah, and like I said, I think they could win a playoff game for sure. Maybe in a couple playoff games, we'll we'll, we'll just have to see uh, how they finish this season and what those matchups look like exactly. If they end up in the wild card, which probably are going to. Uh, but before we get to picks, uh, Pro Bowl guys were announced as well. Right, I know there are a couple of guys um, you think might have been snubbed, perhaps. Right? Yeah, I have a few Pro Bowl snubs. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen not getting in over Lamar Jackson, I feel like it's kind of a crime. Yeah. Lamar Jackson kind of didn't have the hasn't had the greatest run of games lately. Especially recently. And yeah. Josh yeah. Allen has been playing out of this world lately. He's been playing, yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, both, I, both I just players. don't I just don't understand how Lamar gets in and not Josh Allen. Josh Allen has better numbers. Yeah, Josh Allen has played better. Mm-hmm. His team is better. His team is better. Why is he not the both guys i think have like a similar where like they kind of just sometimes put the team on their back they're gonna go win the game themselves right so they're in a similar territory for sure similar category and i don't know leah lamore also has missed time Mm -hmm. josh has been playing all season long and as you said he's got better stats so yeah josh allen should should for sure uh, be in that spot instead of a guy but again i'm a big lamar i'm a, I'm a lamar jackson fan yeah so am i i like lamar yeah, a lot he was one of my favorite he was players. my MV, mid-season mvp you know so that, that just kind of shows you how important he was in the first half so i do get he was playing really good hasn't played that great recently so it doesn't make you know it's not crazy but yeah i i uh would, would have still probably given allen the nod at this point in time you know yeah and then in the nfc at quarterback I think Matthew Stafford should probably be in over Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray missed time. Yeah. And Matthew Stafford is having the second best passing season, probably. I go Dak over both those guys just because Dak's been playing. He missed one game. I know he had that, you know, couple game slump, but so did Stafford. You could say Stafford's was equally uh, just as bad, if not worse. He had more interceptions during his slump than Dak did. Um, so I, I put Dak in there. I think he's got good enough numbers. His team, I think, is just as good, if not better, at this point in time. You know, they're the two seed. So I'd probably put Dak there. Also, what he's done coming back. You, you could give him, you know, he probably could win comeback player of the year, him or Joe Burrow. I think that is a close race, though, with what Joe's been doing recently. That could be pretty pretty close. I don't, I don't think that's a an easy gimme for Dak like we kind of thought it was going to be. Um, but I think I, I would give the nod to Dak in that sense, probably. But. Yeah, Kyler probably not, though. Yeah. Kyler probably not. Yeah, I don't think Kyler should be in there. They lost three and, straight games now, too. Yeah, and then we just talked about the Chiefs. I feel like Creed Humphrey is one of the biggest snubs. He's probably been the best center in the NFL as a rookie. He's allowed zero pressures at, like, 450 snaps. And yeah, wow. he didn't get in the Pro Bowl, which I feel like is pretty crazy. That's Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, no pressures. Yeah. Wow. 
bottom 400. Wow. Yeah. I think he's also like the pro football focus, highest rated uh, center. Wow. He should have been in there. He's a rookie. He should be in them. Yeah. He should be for sure. For sure. And then I kind of have a problem with just the way the pro bowl is formatted. Because, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because some of these guys play different positions than what they're listed at. Like, yeah. there, there should be a nickel corner section. There should be, like, flex positions on defense because yeah. the guys play different positions. But Micah Parsons being an inside linebacker. He does, has does, played more snaps as linebacker. So, it, I, 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 w- I would understand if he has played more snaps at, at but a, a, D, a, a defensive end, but I, would ar- I would argue that Devin been better White, there, I'd argue that Devin White is a better inside linebacker than, Micah, than Micah Parsons. Okay. And then Micah Parsons, but also can rush the passer. Like, I feel like you should move him to edge, kick out maybe like uh, Chandler Jones. Yeah, but as an overall player, Micah has been better than Devin White this year. Yeah, yeah, this year. So yeah. he, so if you're gonna compare those yeah. two just in general, you but, gotta but, give Micah. I'm the, saying Micah should be an edge rusher, and, so Chandler, you, and then, Chandler Jones. Should okay, be so I'm saying then you have to kick out another lineman then. So then Chandler Jones out then. Yeah. See, Micah's been better than him for sure as far yeah. as impact to the defense too. The turnaround on on that Dallas D. Obviously, I can't talk enough about it. Number one in takeaways, number one in interceptions. Obviously, Micah having personally one of the best defensive seasons out of anyone, you know, any other defensive player in the league, obviously he's top three as far as um, defensive player of the year voting goes, top two, if you could even say right now, right? So, and Trayvon Diggs right behind him, not to, you know, flex or anything, but he's right behind him also in the defensive player. I think he's top five. I think Micah actually does have a chance and should have a chance to win. And if Trayvon, if he was able to get 14 picks, 15 picks, he gets the award. I give him the award for breaking the new interception record, but he wasn't able to do that. Still a great season. He's, he's a pro bowler in the conversation. Micah, though, actually in the running for that, for sure, though. Makes sense he made it, too, in that yeah, position. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just hate the way the pro bowl is So you want more specific, there. more specific, like a flex. You want, you know, you want yeah. more specific things. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and then the only other big one I saw was how – does Jordan Poyer not get anything the best safety in the NFL this yeah, year? Yeah, he's been great, dude. I always feel like I hear his name whenever I'm watching them play. You know, it's always and like, he, oh, and, another play. And okay. he's played better than Derwin James this year. I know Derwin James is like a fan favorite guy for the Chargers, but Jordan Poyer's been better than him this year. Jordan Poyer should be in the game. Yeah, I agree. I agree with I agree, I agree with a lot of that actually. There were they're definitely I didn't think there were that many snubs, but I guess I didn't really take too, you know, as, as specific a look there. I, you know, too close in there. Uh, let's move on, though, and do our picks of the week. All right. All right. Sounds good. So we are approaching week 17 of 18 of the NFL season. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Only two more weeks. This two is Two more crazy. weeks Feel, of picks, dude. Feels like it flew by. Yeah, it, it, it definitely flew by. Um, the season, it's been a great year, though, of super entertaining season. Our teams, I think, are just as good. And my, and my, my expectations for my team at least have you know, gone through the roof, especially defensively, right? So, yeah. I've had a great year. <laughs> you know? Yeah, the Bucks are probably going to set their all-time wins record. Oh, for yeah. So, never like, won 12? Yeah, so I've, yeah. I've never seen them be this good. It's so good. It's pretty cool. See a Super Bowl, though. That's good. But re- regular season. Yeah, record. and I still think this team can do that, too. So Exactly. It's been, it's, been there. it's been a good year so far. Uh, as far as picks go, it's also been a pretty good year so far. We're both over 500, which is not easy when you're picking against the spread. I am 31. No, sorry. I'm 32, 31, and 1. Tanner, remind me again. 
And then I'm 35, 28, and one. Okay, so up by three. He's been you've been about up by three for about yeah. a month now, I feel like. So yep. you said you had that consistent lead yeah, for a while. We both went three and one this past week. Uh so we were we're we're we're, we're been pretty much doing the same thing all season long it's been close i've been about 500 a little a little above 500 and you've been a few spots you know above that obviously um but let's get to our picks this week not sure if it's possible for me to make a full comeback i'm gonna go down swinging 100 you know uh but uh not gonna be easy i'm gonna i'm gonna need some bad weeks for this guy sitting next to me right here but i'm uh, not gonna wish that let's start with over under over we'll start with you since you are in the lead what is your over this week as far as total points scored um i chose the texans versus 49ers at 44 points okay i we just watched this texans team beat the chargers i know the chargers were out some guys on defense but and mike williams and um eckler didn't play yeah so this team had a lot of guys out but the texans still have they oh, really and, good. <laughs> they've, they've exceeded expectations yeah. for what people thought they were going to be yeah. this year. Yeah. And they're playing a rookie quarterback who might be playing his way into a job in Davis Mills. Well, who knows what's going on at that spot, right? So it is pretty much open at this point in time. A trade's going on for Deshaun still, you know, so. Yeah, and I don't think he's coming back. So it's, it's a Texans offense that's scored a lot of points in the last few weeks. And then this 49ers offense, I think he's going to tear apart this Texans defense. So we'll see who plays at quarterback, though. I don't think it matters. You don't think it matters? No, I think they're gonna beat the. What if Jimmy plays hurt though? That's I'm a little concerned about. Hopefully play... they pull him though. Hopefully they do the decision if he's playing that bad. To, to just they've done that this year before during a game, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you would hope Trey Lance would go in and play, especially with his injury. You know, it's his thumb. That's not. <laughs> that's that's pretty tough yeah, when you're throwing it, the ball. It seems significant. You know, so I, I would definitely throw in the backup in, in in that sense. So yeah, I don't hate it. I am gonna go. With the Chiefs and Bengals, okay, Chiefs and Bengals, I know the line is already high. It's at 50 points, but I think that that's exactly where it needs to be because I think this is going to be a shootout. Uh, a little hesitant, again, because it's so high, and, and Kansas City's defense has been so good holding you know people to 15 points. But looking at both of these teams' offense, obviously the Bengals are fresh out. Joe Burrow, I think, had like the third best quarterback game or you know, get the best game ever. Third most yards. Yeah, third most yards ever as far as a quarterback goes, right? So that's phenomenal. He's coming off. A historic game when looking at the Bengals though this year every time they have a you know a nice game like that they come out flat it's a stinker the next one so I am definitely a little concerned with this but looking at this the the other stats KC's averaging 28 uh like over 30 in their last three Cincinnati's averaging 27 points per game both these teams want to come out there and prove they're the better team. They they could see each other at some point in the postseason for all we know if 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 since he can uh, slip in so well, since he's the division leader right now. So, yeah, but so they need a win here, though. They, they Yeah, the, with the way tiebreakers break. You think they'll get in either way? I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough. It's going to be weird. I, I was going to say. It kind of depends if the uh, Ravens beat the Rams this week. So that's going to be tough. They, they are going to get Lamar Jackson back more than likely, the word is here. Obviously, it's just Tuesday night. We'll have to see when we get closer to the game. But the word is Lamar is going to be practicing on Wednesday hopefully ready to play on Sunday. We'll have to obviously check that in when we get closer to the game. But I don't know, I'm thinking this is going to be a high-scoring affair, somewhat of a shootout. So I'm going to go over 50 points for, for uh, Bengals and, and the Chiefs. You know. All right. What did you pick for your under? Under, uh, again, tough. I, I was hesitant to pick this one as well because it's, it's already – I think it was the second lowest. I think one might have been lower than this, to be fair. But this was one of the lowest lines. I was surprised about that. 
Uh, but Panthers Saints at 38. I know it's already really low, but looking at both of these teams and both of these offenses, neither of them have been able to score any points here recently. And it doesn't seem like any big change is coming for each, you know, no new players coming back to bring some pop per se offensively. Right. So I don't really see much of anything changing for either of these offenses. Um, the last three games for both of these teams, Carolina's averaging 13 points per game. The Saints are averaging 14 points per game. And looking at both of their defenses, these are two good, solid defenses. So bad offense playing good defense on both sides of the ball. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, you know? Yeah, it's probably going to be an ugly game. Ugly. Boring yeah. as bo- – boring. You're, no one's going to watch this game. And if you are – I feel kind of bad because there are going to be better games going on. I'm sure Saints fans will watch it. They're still in the playoff hunt. Boring and low scoring. Oh, rhymes. Boring and low scoring. Boom. I'm a poet. Didn't even know it. Either way, that is going on for my under. What's your under? What are you looking at? My under is Lions versus the Seahawks at 42 and a half. Okay. I really don't trust this Lions team at all to score points especially if tim boyle's playing quarterback they just put up 16 points yeah, against boy. the falcons <laughs> so fair they're fair. playing the seahawks who are also another terrible defense but bad i just can't see either one of these offenses getting it going the seahawks fair to they're hit or miss the they're really hit or miss the seahawks you know? failed to beat the bears so that was rough Dude, that, I, they did I, score 25 points though so i just feel like let up 26 right yeah, 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 but the Bears' defense isn't good. Mm-mm. Everyone thinks it is, but it's not. And this team only scored twenty-five and lost. I think this. I just can't see either one of these teams putting together a twenty-point game. Yeah, that's why I feel with the uh, Saints and Pan- or Saints and uh, yeah Panthers as well. Very similar. All right, favorite underdog. Let's look at the point spread now. The spread itself. Uh, Cowboys are at four. I'll, I'll go first. Sorry, I just went and spoiled it there. I'm just so excited to talk about it. Obviously, my favorite. We'll start with my favorite. Uh, Cowboys are four and a half against the Cardinals, minus four and a half at home. I, I you know it's a little close. I think it is. It is going to be a decently close game for the for the majority of the game. But looking at it, you know Arizona, and you could say they're do a big game. They've had three straight stinkers, so it is a little you know, not not much going in in our favor there, right? But they've lost three straight games, and on the opposite end, Dallas is getting healthier, hotter. Just came off their best game. I know it was against Washington, but still offensively their best game, and the same things they've continued defensively in in, in a while, right? So I think the Cowboys are going to want to come out and prove to everyone that. This is this is no fluke. We're kind of finding ourselves and finding their stride. At least I hope to think that as a fan of the team, obviously, right? And to, to think of it, Dallas's defense is only averaging or letting up 13 points per game in, in the last three, and they're scoring 34. I like I, I like their chance to win by about seven. They beat a team 56 to 14. It no, of, yeah, kind of skews some yeah. stats. It definitely will move some. Yeah, exactly right. Games. But I'll take it. I'm taking it. I, I like the stats there, and I like I like Dallas here by a touchdown at home. That's what I'm thinking. What about, what, what about you, favorite? Yeah, I, I think that Dallas that Dallas and Arizona game is a toss-up. I really don't know who's going to win that game. I think it's going to be one of the games of the week. Yeah, yeah, but definitely. My favorite, I have the Eagles versus the Washington football team. We just saw this Washington football team get just clowned on – 
Sunday night football. There were specs on the line, right? Like they, yeah. they want to bounce back though. Yeah, yeah. You might say this team's gonna nut up and yeah, exactly. And yeah, like stand their ground and yeah. not let another you would team hope, bully them like but that. But who knows? Who knows? But, which I think they will. I think they probably lose by seven to the Eagles. The Eagles are fighting for the playoff spot. I think the football team pretty much knows there's not really a shot. Hey, well, I picked the Eagles. There we go. There's one of my favorite. Let's go. You picked Washington, yep. didn't you? Yep. Let's go. Either way, uh, it's yeah. There, after playing a game like that, it's hard to say what you're going to see the next week. You know, it's it's really tough to say, right? So, yeah, I, I feel that. Uh, underdog. Okay, underdog, a team we think is a little undervalued right now. Okay, let's stick it with you. What's your underdog? Uh, I picked the Falcons at 14 and a half. Oh, my gosh. Dude, over two touchdowns. Yeah. Over two touchdowns. This Bills Bills team is coming off their biggest one of the year against the Patriots in New England. I think they're kind of due to come out slow, maybe have a – uncharacteristically close game with this Atlanta team and to be three score underdogs that's that's disrespectful that's super you're, you're a professional team right like you haven't been that bad they've been bad this year but like they've been pretty competitive they're not in, even in some... eliminated from the playoffs yet that's crazy and they're 14 and a half point underdogs the Falcons stink I don't think the Falcons are good but that's a lot of points it's just too many points for me not to take Fair enough. I like it. I like it a lot. Too many points not to take it. I I picked him last week. Worked out for me. Big reason I went three and one. I'm going with Miami again this week, okay? So they are plus three and a half. Last week they were plus three. This week they are plus three and a half. Uh, tougher opponent for sure this week. They're playing the Titans. Uh, but this Dolphins team has won seven straight games. The defense has pretty much proven themselves. I think they're yeah, for real. Yeah, the defense is the top ten defense in the NFL. They're for real. And Tua's playing efficient right now efficiently right now you know yeah. so he's not turning the ball over offense is playing pretty well as long as the defense is getting takeaways and, and and playing uh you know such swarming d they're gonna they're gonna continue to have success like i said they've won seven straight i think i think their success could even continue and they could even find themselves winning eight straight games right now and as far as the titans go uh, so many players on covid right now for that team they really i feel bad they're, you know they're, they are getting hit hard uh but the spread three and a half I think Miami, worst case, they lose by three. I think this is going to be a close game. They might even have a good chance of winning this one, I think. Yeah, the Dolphins play the Titans and the Patriots. If they can win both those games, they're, they're in. They would be the sixth seed. Yeah, they're in. And then dude. if they win one of those games and lose to the Patriots, I think they're still a good could chance be they get the seven. Yeah, very good. So. They started one and seven. So they're the first team in NFL history to have a seven-game losing streak and a seven-game win streak in the same season. Isn't that crazy? That is very odd. Literally on one end, all the way to the other, right? They this team lost to the Jaguars. Yeah. Pretty bad, right? They also beat the Patriots week one and now won seven straight games. Pretty impressive. I think they could make it eight straight games. We'll kind of have to see. Uh, what about game of the week? Game of the week. I decided to go Chiefs Bengals. I think it's a showdown of quite possibly two of the top three best teams in the AFC. Uh, yeah, it's gonna yeah. it's gonna be very consequential for AFC seeding at the end. Uh, Bengals playing for their playoff lives. They need a win. They, they need a win. It, Big it, win it's not, too. Not impossible if they don't win, but a win certainly helps the Bengals. And then if the Chiefs want to win this one seed. 
this is the game where they clinch need to, it pretty much. This is, this is it's a great chance. Yeah, great chance of locking it up this week for sure, right? Getting some a little more distance between them and, and who's behind them. So, yeah, big game for both teams. I'm going, obviously, with the Cowboys and the Cardinals also have, have playoff implications, right? So Dallas needs a win to, to hold on to that number two seed. And then they also, uh, on, on the other end of it, Carol, or the Cardinals, I'm sorry, they, they're no longer number one in their division, right? They're now behind the Rams. Well, I think they sit at the five spot right now, yeah. Arizona does, right? So they if they want a chance at moving up and wanting a home playoff game, they got to win this game as well, right? So this is a big game. Obviously, Arizona's lost three straight. Dallas has won four – or sorry, has lost three straight. Dallas has won four straight. It's big. Some streaks are on the line here, <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, a team's coming in hot and a team's coming in really cold. If Arizona wants to turn the season around and kind of right con- now, right? kind of convince people that they can win in the playoffs, yeah, this is a playoff game essentially for the yeah. Cardinals. You got to come out here and you got to play well. I feel the same way for Dallas too. They've beaten all these not the not the best teams the last four weeks. You know they're nice wins for sure. They beat the Saints who could get in as well. Um, but you know a win like this, that's a, that's almost a staple win on the season. You, you know you 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 finish it off with it with a nice win against what was the best team in football for half the season you know that the arizona was you know yeah, in week eight i think they were still number one on our power ranking yeah they were 100 they they're halfway almost halfway through the season right so this, this is a big game for both teams i think it is uh the game of the week let's take a break though tanner if it's cool with you uh, that's a lot of football let's get to the best league in sports the nba it's it's the almost the best time in you know in in that sport right just after christmas things are really starting to heat up so let's take a break come back talk about my warriors uh the brooklyn nets if they should be considered the favorites in each of their conferences cool sounds good all right guys we'll be right back All right, and welcome back. As we said in the first half of the show, let's discuss, like I said, the best league in sports, the NBA. A lot going on in basketball. I know we uh, we kind of missed the Christmas Day games. Really didn't have a chance to talk about those much yet, but I had a great time watching basketball on Christmas Day. Luckily, they they didn't have to postpone or you know move any game. We had all the games on Christmas Day, so I had a great time watching those. But let's talk about two teams specifically. Okay, the Golden State Warriors and the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Golden State, in my opinion, back where they belong at the top of the uh, Western Conference and the NBA. They are uh, 27 and 6. Uh, no, 27 and 7 at this point in time. They just lost to the Nuggets, obviously, right? So 27 and 7 uh, should be tied. Or, uh, so for the first, first in the West, first in the uh, NBA as well. Then the Brooklyn Nets on the other side of the conference, uh, despite losing players to COVID and injury and all the stuff they've dealt with this year, they're, they're at the top of the Eastern Conference themselves at 23-9. and nine. So let's start. Uh, like I said, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll start with the Warriors. They've been missing Clay Thompson and James Wiseman, but mainly, you know, Clay's the big one. They've been missing Clay Thompson for the, the entire season up until this point. He's probably going to play within the next two to three weeks. Clay is going to be back on the court. We've been kind of saying that for a while, uh, but now they say he's, he's going to be back in January. So back in Jan- January, we'll see what the exact date is. I was kind of hoping it was going to be before around the 14th. Uh, when I was going to be in Chicago, obviously, right? So I'm not going to, not sure if that's, that's going to quite make it. But uh, without Clay Thompson, still the number one rated offense and the number one rated defense in the league. 
I think they have the MVP right now in Steph Curry on the team. He's averaging 28, 5, and 6. I think they have the defensive player of the year on their team and Draymond Green over a steal and a half per game, over a block uh, per game as well. Number one, as far as plus minus defensive numbers go, he's number one in the NBA. So he's the he's, uh, defensive player. I think Jordan Poole in, in the run for most improved, obviously. Uh, Coach Kerr in the run for uh, coach of the year, I think definitely. We'll see where, where the record ends up, right? So uh, they're number one in assists, number one in defensive rating, kind of those coach numbers right there. But Tanner, you know, you, you kind of sitting on the outside. You, you've been buying in, though, and you've yeah. kind of been watching and knowing what, what they're capable of. But do you think that they should be considered the favorite to win the West? I know we're but not even halfway through the season, so it's a little early. But right now, we've got, we got to declare someone a favorite, and I think it's got to be the Warriors right now, you know? Yeah, right now I would say the Warriors are the favorite in the West. I wouldn't do anything crazy like take them over the field. No, but- no, no. But yeah, I think this Warriors team has just as good chances as anybody when it comes down to the playoffs, especially with a great player like Clay Thompson coming back. Uh, yeah, if, if you're still out on the Warriors, like <laughs> now it's time to buy in because I don't think they're going anywhere. I agree. I agree. You know, and they got a lot of young players, right? For so you can even say for years to come, right? You you, you cross your fingers if you're a Warrior fan. Um, my opinion, though, Tanner, I think they also could have the deepest when you're looking at all the other rosters, especially in the Western Conference, though. I know Phoenix is, you could say, just as deep. But I, I, I kind of give the edge to Golden State. I know they just beat Phoenix on, on uh, Christmas Day, right, without multiple. No no Andrew Wiggins, no Jordan Poole, no Iguodala. You know, a bunch. You know, the list kind of goes on and on there. Still get the win on Christmas Day, obviously, right? So uh, when, you're, when you're looking at the roster, Curry, Thompson, Green, Wiggins, Poole, Damian Lee, Otto Porter, uh, Bielitsa, Kevon Looney, Toscano Anderson, James Wiseman, uh, Andre Godala, Gary Payton. Gary Payton's the 15th man on this roster. He's getting serious. He's averaging almost like you know, 15, 20 minutes per game at this point, right? He's getting serious, uh, serious minutes, a serious role as a guy that just signed to be, like I said, the, the last guy on the roster, you know? So like, everyone's contributing. Uh, like I said, Gary Payton's been great defensively, nice in the fast break as well, right? So everything combined. Looking at the roster, looking at their other teams' rosters, I like them better than every other team in the Western Conference. The Suns, the Jazz, the Grizzlies, the Nuggets, even though they just lost the Nuggets, missing some players. Uh, I'm going to pull the excuse out there. They are going to miss some. They are missing players. Uh, Clippers, Lakers, obviously. We'll talk about them here soon. I like them better than every single one of those teams, right? I think we, I think we both probably do. So they're the favorites in the Western Conference. Yeah, right now. Uh, lack I hate, of, I hate um, to say it. Yeah, lack <laughs> of change. Uh, I still think this Lakers team, like I said, potential, you know, yeah, there's like a you, lot of good players. You look at the roster and you would think. We'll talk about them here soon. All right, I'll talk about them here soon. Uh, let's move on and talk about the team in the Eastern Conference, a team. I don't know. I don't know if it's making Tanner sweat, keeping him up at night. Obviously, his team is in the Eastern Conference, but the, the Bucks without Kyrie all year, you know, Kevin Durant has missed time with COVID protocol and such. So is LaMarcus Aldridge, who's had a pretty big role in the team. Uh, but like I said, Kevin Rand's been phenomenal so far, 29, 8, and 6. They're at the top of the Eastern Conference still, though, Tan. I know you guys had a slow start yourself. You guys, that's part of the reason you are, what, I think third or so, I mm-hmm. think, in the Eastern Conference right now, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are. So they're right there up with the best of them. But they're still at the top. They're top five offensively and defensively. This this team's legit. And, I, and in my opinion, and, and not to mention that uh, Kevin Durant is coming back. Kyrie Irving going to be part of the team 
at least, right? He's going to be a part-time player, it seems like. So they're getting these guys back, and at full strength, we still are not 100% sure what this team can do when they're at full strength, right? So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say they should be the favorites in the Eastern Conference right now as well. Uh, I like the Bucks more than them to win the Eastern Conference. I would say they're not the favorite for me. Not the favorite. Okay, cool. But you say, you say that this Nets team can be so good whenever they're all on the court, but when is that going to happen? I mean, you some away games. <laughs> for some away games, they? it might have. I think they said Kyrie is back, but the reason he hasn't played is because he got COVID as soon as he came back and started practicing with the team. They all kind of got COVID, so he hasn't played. But they, said, they said Kyrie Irving has cleared COVID protocol as well as LaMarcus Aldridge and Kevin Durant. So all three guys have cleared. It's just a matter of time, I guess, before Kyrie is back on the floor. They're making I'll, a plan. You I'll know? believe it when I see it. All right, well, ten, yeah, I, 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 I'm cool with that. You got to see it to believe it. There, you know, there's some fair game there for sure. But like I said, they're getting these guys back. Patty Mills and the Marcus Aldridge have both been putting up 14, 15 a game. James Harden has been a bit of a shell of himself. That's kind of why uh, they haven't necessarily been as good. They're still the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, but there's definitely still room to, room to improve there. Uh, but his last two games, I would say his best two games of the last year, I could say James Harden. I could even say it could have been two of his better games as a Brooklyn net uh, against the Lakers on Christmas Day, 36-10-10, and 10, against the Clippers a day later, 39-15, uh, and date maybe just hot at that point in time or you could also say maybe finding himself getting back on track after you know lackluster start to the season right so we'll see hopefully he is getting back on track uh but yeah i've been i've been, I've been very impressed with both of these teams so far right but I, I definitely when you're looking at both these teams in general imagine right imagine if they could match up i know it's really early i don't want to get ahead of myself obviously i'd like the warriors rest no no jinxing going on here or anything but imagine if these two teams could face off in the finals what kind of storyline what kind of finals that would be that's that's a all-time finals i think potentially yeah it would definitely be interesting with kevin durant being on the opposite side of the warriors kind of see how much he played a hand in those warriors championships obviously they've kind of reloaded and and you know their roster is i don't want to say it's better than when they had kevin durant because kevin durant is you know best player second you know top three player in the entire world but it's a deeper roster and when they had Kevin Slate to pay all that money to have the other big four, obviously, right? But great teams on both on both conferences, and uh, it'd be pretty cool. I think I think both of them should be fair at this point in time to represent, like I said, their conference and make it to the finals at this point in time. We'll kind of have to see how the season plays out, what the team looks like when Clay comes back, what the Nets look like if they can if they can possibly get all three guys on the floor. A lot of, a lot of uh, more question marks for Brooklyn, definitely in comparison to a team like the Warriors, you know, but uh, let's move on and talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. Let's talk about the Lakers. They are struggling at this point in time. They are 16 and 18. I believe the record sits right now, ninth in the Western conference. As long as no other movement has taken place today, there's been question marks, whether or not LeBron and, you know, Russell Westbrook fit Anthony Davis kind of continuing to lose a step as we saw last year, just kind of doing the same thing this year and not really taking a step in the right direction. So Tanner, I think you were a little higher. I think you still could even be a little bit higher than me on the, on these Lakers on LeBron even. Right. So how are you feeling right now for this team? Uh, just to update the Lakers won today. So they're the seven seed, right? So now. they moved up, they moved up once. So they're 17, 18. Yeah. 17, 18. Yeah. Still, still below 500, but again, okay, steps in the right direction. 
Yeah. They beat the Rockets. Yeah, they beat the Rockets. Yeah, when you look at this roster, you wonder why aren't they good? They have a lot of talent everywhere on the roster. They have names that should, when they go together, win basketball games, and they just haven't been able to do that. So if they don't make a real change to this roster, I really don't know how much I trust this team moving forward. Yeah, obviously it was kind of a big chemistry experiment bringing a guy like Westbrook in who's more of a solo show as far as, you know, if you're open to compete as a team. And I just don't think Westbrook, I'm, I've been a critic for sure, but I just don't think he's a championship point guard. And I kind of, I've, I've been on that boat for quite a while at this point in time. He's a good player, a really great solo guy who can take a team who doesn't have much he'll get them to the playoffs so you got to give him a lot of respect there put a team on his back and do that but he doesn't necessarily work the best with others at time right you don't you don't see the team always thriving when he when he's paired with with other star players barring that one finals run uh when, when they were young in okc there's not really much to talk about you paired with paul george and okc they Got out in the first round pretty much every year he was there. No real success out, out in the second round with James uh, on, on the Rockets, right? So, he again, with them, right? So, and then here were the Lakers. You don't see much of anything. You saw the Wizards last season. They did okay out in the first round. So, it's tough when you're pairing a guy like that with a guy like LeBron, and then you're playing in a team setting. So, it hasn't worked out, to say the very least. And I'm not sure. Do you think they had to trade Westbrook? To you know, in order to win a title, do you think it comes down to that? Do you think it comes down to trading him and getting like a shooter, or like, do you think they can win a title with him, or what do you think? Ideally, yes, but I don't see a circumstance where they trade Westbrook this year. They just went out and sold the farm for him. They traded a bunch of players for him. They did, and all those players are have been playing very well in in Washington since they had right a lot of their depth. That that was you know good defensive players, good shooters, right? Uh, all all to all to Washington. So it's tough. Uh, they're the 14th rated offense so far this year. So 14th best offense, the 12th best defense. Mediocre numbers, very middle pack numbers, right? Not great at either. Very good, you know, good, okay at both. Uh, LeBron has missed 12 games, so you want to give a little bit of a break there. He's missed 12 games. Uh, when he's playing, he's averaging 26 or sorry, 27, six and six. Yeah, I mean, you're 19. He, he is not the problem. You're 19. It's it's just it's, it's kind of nuts the fact that he's playing so well, and then and just the team is not winning. There's no there's no you don't see the team's success from those numbers. So usually it's the opposite with a guy like LeBron kind of weird to see, but he is in year 19. You got to, you know, props that he's even putting up the numbers that he's putting up at this point in time, you know? So it's, he's, he's still a top five. We were, we were talking about this off the mic. He's still a top five player, top four player in the NBA. Yeah. I would say fourth, probably fourth. You know, you, you, you guys, no particular order. Steph, um, Durant, Giannis, all all go before LeBron at this point in time, I would say. But I think he's right there at four. Maybe you put Jokic at five since he's the MVP, playing pretty great this season. Just had like a 2020-plus game, had another near 2020 game against Golden State. He probably sits at that five spot. But LeBron still makes the cut as far as top five goes. Anthony Davis, though, could be kind of the biggest issue because he's getting paid max dollars. And Westbrook is trying you can tell he's trying to fit in he's still putting up like 19 you know seven and eight he's, he's still putting up good numbers for sure not what we're used to seeing 30 12 and 12 from him right but that you can't do that on a team with LeBron yeah. James you know if you want to win successfully and stuff right but he's he's doing okay 
Anthony Davis just seems to not him not not the level we saw him at when when the Lakers won the title, right? When whenever they won, he was arguably their best player when they won. You know? Yeah, in the bubble, I remember a lot of people saying that it was Anthony Davis's team. Exactly. He, 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 remember that uh, game winning three against the against Denver, securing their their lead in the series. They're saying they're going to win the series, go on to the finals. Uh, he, he had a lot of big moments like that. He, he was very big in the Portland series as well. Uh, also against Miami, he played he played phenomenal in, in that final series, right? So he has not been the same. Now uh, twenty three and ten so far this year. Uh, and like I said, Westbrook's trying to fit in. It just doesn't seem like he works with those guys. And I don't think they're a championship team at this point in time. And I, and you can't trade Westbrook right now. You can't trade Anthony Davis right now. So they're kind of just they they might be able to make some minor moves here and there. Remember this last year or even earlier this year, they had a chance to get two guys in DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. They could have, and obviously they played together in Toronto together, those two guys, but they had a chance to get both of them in separate occasions. Kyle Lowry at the trading deadline last year, they could have traded Taylor Horton Tucker, Kyle Pope, and I think Montrez Harold, you know, three guys or, or, you know, two guys in a pick for a guy in Kyle Lowry who's going to be a free agent. So they could have made, made you know, the, the, the trade there, and maybe he's, he re-signs after you make the trade for him, you know? And then they could have signed DeMar DeRozan in this year's offseason, and DeMar has come out and said, hey, I thought I was going to be a Laker. He, he thought, yeah, I'm a Laker. I'm, you know, I'm going to be signing with them. And then no talks really, you know, progressed. DeMar DeRozan has been so great this year for the Chicago Bulls. He's been phenomenal. Kyle Lowry has been great this year for the Miami Heat, offensively and defensively, leadership-wise. Imagine if they had those two players right now instead of a guy like Westbrook. You both yeah, of those, and, and Taylor Horton Tucker. That was that was the hinge. We're not trading Horton Tucker for Kyle Lowry. Yeah, yeah I, back I can't that. picture a world where. That team's not better than the one we're seeing right in the night out. Kind of crazy the fact that you know they, they took this route, and some credit does go to LeBron. Obviously, he gets a say in who they're going to sign, rightfully so. He's going to get a say. He kind of, I don't want to say he only picked these guys, he's not the general manager, obviously, but people joke that he is actually the general manager of every team he's on. He picks a lot of the players that he wants to play with. Hasn't worked out so far this year. There's still plenty of time to turn around, but at this point in time, I don't think that this team is even capable of winning a championship or winning the West. When you're looking at the Warriors and, and, and Phoenix, both teams are better, younger, faster, better defensively. All of them, you yeah, know, both of them. Depending where this team finishes, they might not be the type of team that wins playoff series if they don't pick it up. Because they'll be they might be a bottom seed, yeah. like an eight or seven. Then you have to play Phoenix or Golden State in the first round, and you're bounced again in the first round, like you were last year. It's nuts. It's nuts. And it really might happen again. They got to get their stuff together. Uh LeBron is not the issue. No LeBron Hayden at this point in time. He's playing great, uh, looking like you know, years ago, but just not impacting winning exactly the same way that he was years ago. And again, it could be because the other guys on his, on his team aren't exactly stepping up, which kind of has have been the case, has been the case a lot of times in his career, it seems like, you know. Uh, but yeah, I like both those teams better. Uh, Tanner, before, I know that's about oh, the Bulls, though. So while, I'm, while I'm talking about DeMar and the Bulls, I think they're third or second. Uh, they're, third. they're third right now. You guys may have moved up and beat them or, or pass them in the standings. Oh, wait, hold on. 
Uh, but they, they no, never mind. They're second. There's okay. Yeah, I thought they were second. Well, we'll kind of see. Anyway, they're, they're a top seed in the Eastern Conference. Demar Derozan, Lonzo Ball have been you know huge impacts. Alex Caruso. I, I don't know if he still is, but at one point was leading the league in steals off the bench. Even right. More so, guys that could be on the Lakers. More guys that could be on the Lakers right now. They could have. Alex Caruso, especially I know Lonzo, they had to give him up to get a guy named Anthony Davis. So I'm not going to hurt too hard on that, too hard on that one. Uh, but they could definitely have a guy in Alex Caruso who he said they did not, you know, pursue him as strongly as he was kind of expecting after the relationship he, that he thought, you know, that they had. Uh, so he ended up going to Chicago for more money. But he said uh, L.A. did have a chance to match it and bring him in. So there was a chance for him to come back. And same thing with DeMar. They've been huge. They've been so great. Uh, second seed in the Eastern Conference, and I think they have a shot at knocking off both Milwaukee and Brooklyn and Miami. I, I, there's four really good teams in the Eastern Conference, and I think Chicago is just as good as as the as their uh, contemporaries there. I think they're just as good. I, I don't. Know. I do. I really think they're. It could be just regular season woes. They could be a regular season team, but defensively they have they, they they have defenders they have guys to go get their own shot they got some nice shooters nice mix of old and and young i think they're top three team no it's hard to say top three because then you're excluding like you know the miami heat there or something like that so it's hard, they're a top four team in the yeah, east and, and it's, it's so hard to say they're fourth. i think they're just as good as miami i think they're just as good or they okay i, I give milwaukee an edge. I give Milwaukee and Brooklyn. Milwaukee's the champs. Give give them a little bit of respect. I respect that. Give 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 them uh, the nod. But I think I put them at thirty. I don't. It's so tough. The East is so good. But yeah, they they are legitimate. And I definitely uh, I, I think they're a contender. And right? we we do pretender contender. They're they're a contender all the way in my eyes. I think that I could very well see them just staying hot, uh, clicking their first year together. And going all the way. I know it's early, maybe some big uh, expectations on the team, but I've been super impressed with, with, with the individual numbers we've seen from Vucevic, Damar, and Zach Levine in specific. Just Damar and, and Zach have been like the best duo in the league this year. They've been the best duo in the league. So, gotta put a little bit of respect on the local team around here, you know? Yeah. I mean, Chicago's been playing way better than anyone predicted. So, Props to Chicago. Props to Cleveland. Cleveland's playing better Cleveland, than Cleveland, dude. Nuts. Uh, Darius Garland, averaging over 20 points a game. Yeah. Fran- shown to be a franchise point guard, perhaps, right? Colin Sexton's missed time. Uh, the rookie, Evan Mobley, probably the rookie of the year. Yeah, right now, for sure. Probably the rookie of the year. Um, Jared Allen, who they yeah. got from the Nets, he's been worth the $100 million that they gave him, especially defensively. It's working out, man. It's it's working out, and maybe LeBron may wish like, can I get a trade back to Cleveland? <laughs> you know, they're they're kind of playing well right now. Maybe I can go back there in the snow. Yeah, they've been they've been like the shock of the year, most surprising team all season long, I would say. Right, but that's about it. You know, that's about what's going on in basketball. And I know there's a couple of things in college football, perhaps we want to touch on some some games this week or next week. What's going on with that? Tanner? Yeah, on Friday the college football semifinals are played it's cincinnati and alabama playing each other and then georgia versus michigan one of those two games play for the national championship so you have alabama the team that is always there always they're loaded at every position they're all five-star kids and then you have they're facing cincinnati who's the first power non-power five team to make it 
to the college football playoff. Yeah. They're undefeated. They're the only undefeated team in the country. Mm-hmm. I think they have the best defensive backs in the country. I think this is a good matchup against Alabama. And then on the other side, you have Georgia and Michigan, two teams that win by playing defense and two teams that can run the ball. I think that game's going to be more low scoring than the Cincinnati Alabama game. Maybe a little more high scoring, but mm-hmm. Casey, who are you picking in these games? Dude, it's so hard because I personally I'm not gonna act like I'm you know some sort of, uh, sort of Einstein about this stuff. I don't know too much about college football. Tanner's kind of been coaching me as the season's going along. Um, but so it's Alabama, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take Alabama there just because who they are. It's an easy pick for me. I'm going Alabama. I just don't they're know. The yeah, they're the favorite. So I'm gonna go with the favorite, and then I think I'm gonna go with Georgia against Michigan. I think I'm gonna go with Georgia. Uh, kind of the boring picks, obviously, but I, I, from what I've heard in my understanding, which is limited, I think those are the two best teams probably right now. And I think they probably show that and face off. And uh, Alabama beat Georgia last time they played, right? Yeah, and that's the championship. So I think Georgia gets revenge in the championship game. So I'm going to go Georgia beats Alabama. Okay. Oh, um, sorry. I, I kind of went a little too far there, but. I'm going all the way. All I'm right. going all the way, Tanner. Right. No regrets here, man. All right. And then – What how about you? What are you going? Yeah. I'm going to go – I'm actually going to take the upset. I'm going to take Cincinnati over Alabama. Uh, you got Kobe Bryant and Sneak uh, Gardner. Yeah. They're two of the best corners in the nation, if not the best two corners in the nation. Alabama just lost its number one receiver, John Mechie, to a torn ACL. They like to spread the ball out, throw it all over. You're not going to be able to do that against these two corners. I think they're going to upset them, shock the world. And then right. on the other side, I have Georgia beating Michigan. I have a hard time seeing this Georgia team letting up another big offensive explosion, especially to a Michigan team that they've played well. They've played incredible. They've ran the ball. All four of these teams are so good, so it's hard to nitpick any of them. Mm-hmm. But – you're playing two different quarterbacks, running a two-quarterback system against this defense. I just don't see a world it works. So you got Georgia and Cincinnati. Yeah. And you, you, you're you going to hold off on yours. My bad. I, yeah. I honestly, guys, I didn't mean to tell you who I think was going to win, if I can be 100% honest there. A little bit of a slip-up. I got a little excited talking about it. But, yeah, spoilers out there. I got Georgia in that final game. We'll have to see. Wait until next week. Uh, next week to see what Tanner is thinking regarding that matchup, right? We'll, we'll be getting are the games this weekend. Yeah, they're Friday at so, 3.30 and then at 6.30. And then next oh, week will be the time. final, right? Or the championship. Yeah. So we're going back to back. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk about it again next week. But yeah, a lot going on in pretty much every sport. Obviously, week 17 of 18 in the NFL. Uh, just getting past Christmas in the NBA, really starting to get things going in the season, really starting to figure out what these teams are looking like. Uh, looking like uh, my, my Golden State Warriors and the Brooklyn Nets sitting in the top of the conferences. Uh, Milwaukee, not too far behind. Phoenix, not too far behind as well. Uh, a lot going on in college football. A lot going on, man. It's a great time for, for sports as we've kind of been blessed here recently. You know, a, there's, been, there's been a lot going on. Uh, ho- uh, holiday season, too. Hopefully everyone who celebrates had a Merry Christmas, obviously. Had a successful Christmas if you're with your families and you know, whatever you're doing. Hopefully it was successful. And then we're still, we're still kind of in the holiday season, right? Like we're not. Yeah, we're in that in between time between New Year's and uh, Christmas. I feel like that still counts as the holidays. We're still in the holiday season. You know, I'm I'm nice and jolly. I went and saw Spider Man last week twice. It was really good. 
I also saw Spider-Man. Yeah. It's really good. If you haven't seen it yet, like, spoiler warning, you better get out of here because I'm about to say Andrew Garfield and Tom McGuire are both in the movie, and you need to go see it if you haven't seen it yet. What are you doing? And if I've spoiled it for you, I don't feel bad. You had over almost two weeks to go see the movie right now. Oh, that's... I spoiled it. I don't that's, care. That's pretty crazy. That's how that's how excited I am for this movie. I think I might even go see it a third time. It was so good. It was my favorite Spider-Man. I, I got very excited for that. Uh, the new Disney Plus show coming out this week, the Bubba Fett show. Hype for that for Star Wars fans. Tanner obviously won't be partaking in that, but all my Star Wars fans out there, you know, big stuff coming. Very excited for it. Uh, also, I'll, I'll be writing an article more than likely this week for Fan Sided and for um, – Blue Man Hoop, the uh, site on fans of the, the Warriors section. So I'll be tweeting that out. So go check our social media. So if you want to know when that article will be posting on Blue Man Hoop. Overall, though, Tanner, nice to have you in person with me, man. Yeah, first time. Hopefully it's not the last time. Hopefully not the last time. Yeah, you're definitely going to have to have you back to the Warriors Cowboys den, if you will, whatever, whatever you want to call it, right? But I want to thank everyone for listening. Go check out our Twitter, dudes underscore talking or dudes talking underscore pod. Go check us out on Instagram, dudes underscore talking underscore uh, sports. Leave us a rating or review, subscribe, whatever platform that you're listening on. We, we, we appreciate any support from you guys. Uh, Tanner, that's it for this week's episode of Dudes Talking Sports, man. Sounds good. All right, y'all. We'll see you guys next week. What's going on, guys? You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host, Tanner Filed.
Fantasy Sports. For sure, uh, go Yankees. Growing up, I was a Yankee fan. As far as everyone listening, thank you all for your continued support. Go follow us on Twitter, dude, talking underscore pod, whatever platform you're listening on. Go give us a follow, a subscribe, a comment, a like, wherever you're, like, wherever you're uh, listening. Go show us some love. Uh, we appreciate everyone's support. Thank you for listening. We can be out. That's Tanner File. I'm Casey Foreman. Thank you guys for listening. I think that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Deuce Talking Sports. Sounds good. Deuce Talking Sports. Sports.